Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds, and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC. You are now listening to The Reality Is. The, the reality is. No, I, I'm glad to. It's for minorities, but white people don't be scared. Asians, Hispanics, you want to come on the show, hit us up. I'll talk to anybody about everything. This is like these niggas is out here fucking these girls and putting it on porn up. At 8 o'clock in the morning on a Sunday with a hard on, she gets up and she turns oh on the church and turns the thing on. I was thinking, I'm going to get some head or something start to think. Oh, niggas are straight out here raw digging and choking on fuckers. <laughs> if God has his hand on you, why you sitting there? Uh, that was pretty good, man. It just kind of came you out. You can't be squeamish when giving head. I mean, you got a dick in your mouth. Like, how much more gutter can you be? Like, pussy like, the big deal, nigga. Yeah. Period. Point blank. Just what it is. The reality is. Have you ever cheated on somebody? No. I have. We know. Oh, I never wanted to cheat on anybody. Shit happens, right? I never did. <laughs> so, if we have a little bit more, you know, people who have a little bit more, then we have a little bit of time to get people who have a little bit less. Yeah. We get equalized the situation, and one day, you know, regardless of what the government does, we will have systems in place to take care of ourselves. You are now What up, world? This is Anthony. And Artesia. Host and co-host of today's episode of The Reality Is Where Filtering Becomes Extinct. Today's show is brought to you by Blog Talk Radio, your voice, your independence, your platform. So join us as we work to build a listener and podcaster-centric podcast ecosystem by going to www.blogtalkradio.com. That is a lot. Now, I'm trying to bring you in. You sounded so scripted. No, that is a lot. I was just trying to get through the whole thing because that last sentence is kind of like a tongue twister. So I'm trying to bring you along to kind of show you how it works and what I do. As of late, you've been kind of being my guest co-host, if you will. A lot. To the podcast, which I actually like. And a lot of people actually like it, too, because a lot of people say, oh, I love her voice. But I do it because, one, I don't always like to depend on like a guest mm-hmm. and you're always consistently around. You've been consistent shit for the six years you've been around. So it's like, why not use her by default? No, well, it's a good <laughs> default. You know what I'm saying? It's like having to draw four when you play an Uno. Mm-hmm. It's not a card that you can play all the time, but God damn it, when you can play it. Mm-hmm. So that's how I feel about it. So you ought to feel good. Yeah, I do. I look at you as a draw four. You're my draw four. My draw four. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know In exactly my favorite what childhood game. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So uh, we've had a, before the podcast started, I was looking at topics and I was like, what can I actually talk about? Mm-hmm. And the first thing that I saw when I was on social media yesterday was the Dove online commercial. Yeah, that was which on, you made me aware of because I hadn't seen me anything neither. about it. And the thing about it, though, it was on it's a it's a Facebook commercial it was a Facebook ad. It wasn't like on CBS or mm-hmm. any kind of, you know, syndicated television network. So a lot of black women mostly seemed to be the ones that were outraged because the video from what I've seen in the stories I read, it shows it, it, it first of all, it's dove. Mm-hmm. So it's talking about having smooth skin. 
is talking about having good skin. And a lot of black families use Dove. And Let a me lot, just put that yeah. out there. And not to be funny, in the community, if you go back and you look at things, Dove has had campaigns embracing lesbians. Mm-hmm. It has had campaigns embracing minorities. Mm-hmm. It has had campaigns in embracing minority women. And I think black men. Yeah. I, I haven't seen it's more so women for the most part when I see it mm-hmm. but my point is there has been some racial issues with all things when it comes to product selling mm-hmm. now I think in the in, in, the, in the time where racial tensions heightened conscience high. and tensions are high I think a lot of times we're calling for everybody's head <laughs> we'll talk about Cam Newton later and misogyny because that feminist movement is another thing that's just as bad or just as aggressive in my opinion to racism right now hey now so it's unfortunate that the ad should have been that the ad obviously should have been more open minded Mm -hmm. but it also makes me look at the fact of like if it was racist if you've ever been to a if you've ever been anywhere to do a commercial or be in a commercial which I have people will tell you what the plot is they're gonna tell you I used to want to be an actor Martin inspired me yeah I used to want to be an actor so it's like I did certain things. Um, I did a little modeling when I, I was younger. I did the extras uh, casting calls, and Check. then I did modeling too until somebody told me my nose was too big. Yeah. See, and that's when it's fucked up, though. Yeah. <laughs> to say, oh, you're beautiful, but your yeah. nose is too They're wide. Like, for oh, us we to- love you, but we already have someone with your look, you know, based on my nose size. Yeah. And I was like, okay. Yeah. And I was like 16. That's kind of fucked up. Yeah. But see, if you weren't stronger, if you didn't have your mom, like, that's fucked up. Like, that could have crushed you. We mm-hmm. just got through watching. Uh, and Whitney we're going to come back to a, a Whitney Houston documentary on Showtime. Can I be me? Can I be me? Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's the thing. I think that's the biggest fight with black people when we see ourselves displayed on TVs and in magazines. As a black person, we can look at that and tell if a white person coerced this person or mm-hmm. said, hey, we think we, we like you said, we like your look. But your nose could be a little smaller. Yeah. And when you, when you, as a black person, when you look at television and you see it on television, not to be funny, going back to like Channel 8, when I saw the black guy on TV mm-hmm. doing our local news here in Dallas, I was like, eh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And I was like, he cool, but he kind of whitewashed. But they yeah. got this new brother on there. Well, he's been on the, he's usually on the street beat. Yeah. And so now that well, Marcus took, has yeah. transitioned, he's into this new role. And I was, I and think I, I was telling you, Hard I like him karate, because I he with seems him. poised, he seems professional, but and he he's still down to earth. That's the point. Yeah. A lot of times in, 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 when it comes to TV and media, any kind of magazine publications, it's unfortunate, but they, you want to say, I hate saying white people, but those are the people in those positions of power. Mm-hmm. White people whitewash us. For the most part, yeah. But, they, and, and, but you know what? I always try to look at this and be like, you know what? A lot of times on podcasts we say white people, sometimes I think they do things subconsciously not knowing that it could be considered racist. Oh, yeah. Or racism. And, and that's why I'm, I, I don't throw that word around loosely. And I think in this heightened consciousness of black being pro-black and standing up for your rights and standing up for your people I think sometimes that message gets lost and a lot of times we don't really take into account what white people are thinking and a lot of people back, will say I don't give a fuck yeah and that goes back to the Dove um, ad because it was their intention or they said it was yeah. their intention just to be a representation of women of all backgrounds yep and see so it kind of got lost in the sauce, but that was their initial intention. And see, the thing, I went to school for broadcasting, marketing, and communications. Not everything is racial. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. But one thing we learned in school is television will tell you how to think, not what to think. Mm-hmm. So they initially did do this to themselves. Oh, yeah. 
if you don't have a black person on the cast call to <laughs> who say is sitting in those meetings, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> who is sitting in those meetings to say, hey, this is a great idea. I'm not going to call them racist. I'm just going to say this is poor execution on the commercial. Oh, yeah, it was horrible. Poor. Because if I'm sitting in that table and they say, hey, Mr. Roberts, this is what we came up with. Mm-hmm. Boom. I'm going to look at it. I'm going to say beautiful black woman, beautiful Hispanic, beautiful white woman. But you do have a black woman with a dark brown shirt. Mm-hmm. Right after she takes that shirt off, she looks like a lighter complected woman. And right after the Hispanic takes off her shirt, she looks like a lighter complected woman. Which means you, if you're a minority and know anything about the historical facts and context in American history, mm-hmm. you will be able to look at that and say, it looks like black is not good enough. Hispanic is not good enough. But white is just yeah, right. And I think this is the second or third time Dove has you know, come under fire for something like this because it's because they always execution. use black people as like the darker the le- shade, yeah. and then it leads to the white, white person, woman. and it's like, oh yeah, Dove just yeah. <laughs> and like I said, they may not be trying to do that. I'm not taking up for white folks, but I'm also not going to pacify black people because think, yeah. a lot of times it's blacks. Sometimes we get on that pro black horse and we oh will ride God. that motherfucker into oblivion. And if you get so caught up in every single thing that seems racist, Chill or the seems fuck whatever, out. your life is going to be miserable. Man. Like, at what point do you just sit? and enjoy life for what it is. Say, not this saying is a shitty commercial just, or a good commercial. You know, sit down and what not stand up for any of your beliefs, but when you start dissecting every single bit of day-to-day life, yeah. that that makes life so miserable. It makes it terrible. Like, I literally was talking to somebody the other day, and I want to make a correction on episode 139. The homie Joseph said, I asked him a question about how woke is he? I didn't ask how woke is he because that makes me sound like a person who's always walking around woke mm-hmm. and questioning his woke ability. I know that doesn't make it's yeah, not work. You just totally made that up. I don't give a fuck. The whole dictionary <laughs> is made up. All these words, somebody said, you know what, this sounds good. We changed it from Latin to American mm-hmm. language, which is considered to be the dumbest language. Yeah, I was having this conversation with my nine year old daughter because she's in the process, like she's been creating her own language. Yeah. And she sometimes, you know, says all these things. And I told her, I said, why don't you just create a dictionary for yeah. your language? Because I don't want to, like, you know, you don't break her limit spirit her. or yeah, whatever. You don't want to limit but her. But I told her, I was like, I'm going to need you to, we're going to have to talk regular as long as I know. And, and my kids are very smart. So I very know smart. that they know how to use their words very enunciated but this is what she wants to do I'm like you need to create a dictionary so if you're gonna talk to me I understand what you're saying yeah so some of the comments from the Dove uh, campaign that I saw and predominantly black women responded um, one of the comments from a black woman said people are stupid it shows that the dryness and moisture it shows the dryness and moisturized close up from the same spot of the skin so she's basically stating that it's all about the skin if mm-hmm. you really focus on the commercial and the context is talking about the skin. Somebody else said people just want a reason to fight. Mm-hmm. Another person said if it was racist, why would a black woman do the role? And that was my question too, because I mean I know some people do it for the money or whatever. And I think the be. woman had natural but, hair. Yeah, I think. Not in saying this that that means time, anything. It's hard to find a black person to you know just do something just to be like just for oh. the fucking call, yeah. just just for the fuck of it. Now you know we're gonna skip down to some topics and we're gonna talk about because that that. It, it leads into one of the topics I wanted to discuss about how hard is it to be black in a white America at the height of black consciousness? But Me, meaning the battle of protecting 
your blackness, mm -hmm. but also having white friends and not feeling like everybody's a white devil. And it goes back to our original problem and what will continue to be our problem is that black people are always hardest on ourselves. On ourselves. Like, there's no, if you are moving up or you are investing in your career or you're trying to move out the hood, it's like you instantly considered a sellout. And they question you. And, and regardless of what you continue to do for the community or regardless of the fact that your views haven't changed, it's just because you want better for yourself, you're considered a sellout. And I think that's like the worst thing ever because then at that point, not only are you fighting everybody else in society. You're fighting your own people. Exactly. And when you fight your own people, it's like you're fighting yourself. It's, it goes back to when I tweeted the, a couple weeks ago and I talked about because, you know, I live in a gentrified area. Mm -hmm. Most people know gentrified areas are pretty expensive. So... When I was talking, you so funny. When I was talking, I tweeted and I said something about black people need to stop running from gentrified areas and the prices and fight back. And it's different things that you could do to live here. Because when I decided I wanted to live in a gentrified area or in a nicer area, I was like, well, how can I live here? And the first thing I did with you was sit down and made a play by play of what I could pay and what I couldn't pay and what mm -hmm. I could do. So this black chick on social media, she came to me and she said, well, you talking about uh, living in gentrified areas, but... Do you have gentrified money? Do you have gentrified money? And I kind of pondered and I was like, well, I guess God has blessed me because I was like, I, I guess I do have gentrified money mm -hmm. to be able to live in this area. It doesn't mean I'm rich, but I like nice things and I work for that. And it's funny because I told you before, I was like jumping off subject, but people always talk about gays. And I always say one thing about gays is oh, they, they always live in the life. Yeah. They live in the life because they work. And I know gays and I know a lot of gay guys that literally are working on, two yeah, and three Ms. jobs. I have black friends. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. <laughs> so it's like they work in two or three jobs and it's like they are doing this because they know what they want mm -hmm. and they go after it. Now, what was my initial point? Because I got off topic. Oh, yeah. We both did. Uh, we were talking about the How hard is it to be? Yeah. yeah. So to be black, sometimes it's funny because I've been in rooms where it's like a group of black people mm -hmm. and they're talking about white folks. They're talking negative about white people. And in my mind, I'm thinking, you don't got no white associates, no white friends that you know yeah. aren't like that. And, I, and, and I'm guilty of it. We're all guilty of doing something that... I have white friends and it's not I necessarily still right. talk about it. In front of them. Yes. Because one thing that they... <laughs> one thing that I have learned about white people is from my experiences, they respect honesty. Mm -hmm. Even if it's... Like I said before, I don't know what it is now because I haven't done it in a while, but most of my listenership, the first three years of my podcast, 70% of it was white. Mm-hmm. And I think if you listen to my podcast, you know I call white people to the carpet all the time. Oh, yeah, I just try not to address race and politics because you get that shit else everywhere else. And I like this to be a feel good podcast, but an honest podcast. Mm -hmm. But I like you said, black people are the hardest on judging each other. It's like every day it's a battle. Sometimes you just want to take a day off. But one thing I've learned is to pick and choose my battles. Mm -hmm. You have to. I'm not fist to fucking fight over Dove. No, because Dove I'm ain't probably go still going to continue to buy it because I, it's a proven product that I use. And it doesn't it go works. anywhere. <laughs> and then not to be funny, it's not a lot of black products that you can buy. Now, you can go online and buy black products for because I have a homegirl back yeah, home. Shout out to Scent and Sensational. She makes, you know, uh, natural products for your hair and mm -hmm. your face and all of that. Once I get that information, I'll talk about it to her. If you guys want to buy from her, you can actually do that too. Mm -hmm. And cause that's what I do. I buy stuff from her. For, well, actually I know her. So she gives me free exactly. shit for my beard and for my hair, but it's like, 
But even with that, it's like, yes, you can support, you know, black owned businesses and you can buy products that are all natural and things like that. But each individual is different. So you still have to find what works best for you and your skin type and things like that. And Dove happens to be one of the products that I continuously use because it is something that works for me. I've tried other um, black products and it doesn't have the same effect. Well, Dove has worked best for me too. I think I never even used Dove until you. Yeah. And then you bought me some Dove and I was like, damn, this shit kind of moisturizing my skin. Yeah. You know, but you know, before Dove, I would get in the shower, get yeah. out of the shower, my ass was gray. Yeah. And you was like, nah, that nah, ain't bro. gonna work. And I was using <laughs> lotion. Now let's get it to, I'm, I'm a metrosexual and I'm proud to say this because I'm still a man's man. Yeah. But that shit used to dry up quick. Yeah, it did. And white folks, y'all need moisturizer like to too. On a lot of lotion because then I sweat. Yeah, I sweat profusely. So did the, I say that right? Yeah, you did. Okay, thank Good you. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> what what drink champs do? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but honestly, man, like I, I I I was listening to to talk about blackness and being woke. I was listening to um, the Breakfast Club the other day, and it was you know they always be like get it off your chest mm-hmm. or tell us why you mad. But now I think they say tell us get it off your chest or whatever. It mm-hmm. can be good or bad. Excuse me. So one of the guys, black guy, called in and he was like, "I'm I'm with a white girl. She's amazing. She's sweet. She's nice." He was like, "But I want a black baby." He's mm. like, "I want a dark skinned baby that looks like me." He's like, "But I love her and I care <sighs> about her." And and as I was listening to him, I was like, "That's kind of a struggle of being black." You may mm-hmm. love or care about another race of women, but you, because not to be funny, anybody knows me, I'm with a black woman, but I like white women. I like Hispanic like women. All, I like them all. You know what I'm saying? But one, what is the thing that I've told you several times? I was like, you want a little chocolate baby. I want one that's darker than me. <laughs> and it's not that I don't still find other races attractive. And I told you, I was like, if we was to ever start talking about fell in love with one, I'm not going to not marry them or care for them mm-hmm. because they're a different race. And it even if I had a, a child by them, it would be funny to see a child. You call a child that's like, that's like hey, a low. That's what I'm saying. Skin, like baby. if somebody, I, and that's how I vision myself. I'd be like, like sitting up, like right now we're doing the podcast in my living room. We're mm-hmm. sitting on the couch. And I'm, if, if I literally was like, Hey junior or whatever his name is, come here. And he comes around the corner. He like, <laughs> and he not to be funny. Our homegirl, mm-hmm. Ashley, he looks like Ashley son. Oh yeah. He's going to be cute. Yeah, Cause that little boy is adorable. <laughs> but at the same time, he's going to be cute. As a dark skinned child. Yeah. And not to be funny, Mike Conley just went through this shit. Mike Conley, the point guard for the Memphis Grizzlies, he posted a picture of his family. I think his girl is either white or Hispanic. Mm -hmm. Sometimes Hispanics, they are so fair complex, fair skinned, and their hair is whatever to where they look like white women. So he had a picture of his son. It was a family picture, and his son was sitting on his lap. His son had. Sandy brown hair mm-hmm. and blue eyes, and people was like, "Oh, damn! His wife must have cheated, and his uh, his forgiving game Social must be on point." Social media is ridiculous. It gives the people a space <laughs> to speak. So he came back and he was like, "No, nah, this is my son." You know, he was like, "Blue eyes has ran in my family." And if yeah. you know anything about black people, we, we can we could come. I could fuck. I, I could very well be talking about I want a dark skinned son, and then get with another black woman mm-hmm. and have a fucking light skinned baby. Yeah, I got a homeboy. Shout out to the homie John Cannon, man. Rest in peace. He passed away from cancer a couple years ago but he was light skinned and his parents were black mm-hmm. both his parents black and this nigga was light skinned like sandy. black is in dark skin yeah right. and he has sandy brown hair but all the other kids you seen Paul his brother he's yeah. black as shit he oh, blacker yeah, he than was, me yeah. Yeah. yeah but he was and Jeremy yeah. my skin color Yeah. but John was the only light skinned one 
Yeah. So it don't fucking it goes, matter. It goes, it goes deep. Yeah. I mean, we got albinos, we got green born. eyes, blue eyes. When we when we saw Flopa in New Orleans oh, yeah. last year, he was like, "You got all kind of black people down here." He said he got that nigga said he had black people. Go back and listen. I think episode forty seven. Yeah. It was Flopa, and he was talking about his black people down there with red eyes. Mm-hmm. And I said, "What the fuck you mean, red eyes, Flopa? You talking you about see some of everything we go to New Orleans?" Yeah, so. and I was like, "What?" <laughs> and then he showed us the first gay man to have surgery. In the United, he said in the United States. Yeah, he did. He said the first male to have uh, the transgender surgery to change from, a, mm-hmm. you know, from having a taco to Baby, uh, Earl was, Campbell. He was up there doing the hell out of that prince's wave. Yes, <laughs> he had a nice rack too. <laughs> I saw him coming into our hotel, and I was like, Ah, uh, yeah, this motherfucker got a nice rack. Uh-huh. I can't fuck no niggas now. We just got through watching. Shout out to Snowfall on FX. Oh yeah, and one of them goons on there. Shout Ooh. out to the homie Jeremiah Anderson. He the one put me up on Snowfall. And all I gotta say is that little goon Thanks, they Jeremiah. went and got from the hood. He butt fucked the shit out that other nigga. Yes, he did. Man, if a nigga raped me and fucked me in my ass, kill me. Mm. Cause you, I nigga, you the streets ain't gonna be kind to you. The streets ain't gonna be kind. But shout out to Snowfall, man. <laughs> shout out to Snow motherfucking Fall. So. I also wanted to address this. This 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 is a flattering thing. Is it really flattering though? Well, I'm talking about the Charlemagne coming. I'm oh, about to okay. make it for this. <laughs> I was skipping yeah, ahead. I, I, I know. I'm, I'm jumping around. <laughs> so a lot of people they listen to the podcast and they be like, "Hey man, we love the podcast." And I've heard this as much as I've heard people say I look like Eddie Lacy, and I don't. I do not sound like Charlemagne the God, nor do I want to sound like Charlemagne the God. Nothing against Charlemagne, but I'm my own man. Mm-hmm. I don't want anybody to see me. In all, I don't want people to go report and talk about the podcast and be like, hey, this shit dope. Go listen to this nigga podcast. He remind me of Charlemagne because if I remind you of Charlemagne, they don't need to fucking listen to me. Mm-hmm. They need to listen to the Breakfast Club. They need to listen to the Brilliant Idiots. Also, as much as I like Charlemagne, there are certain things I just wouldn't do that Charlemagne does. Mm-hmm. First like- of all, I call well. I call people out on this shit, but I don't think I would ever really voice my opinion as much about some about a, any individual without actually knowing the facts okay. or having talked to them at first. Okay. And I Do was we telling. Know that this is well. Can you give us an example with Charlemagne? Yes. I mean, I was watching LL Cool J the other day on uh, what the fuck was it? Uh, was it Drink Champs, Champs with Noriega and okay. uh, DJ EFN? Yeah. And basically, the topic of Charlemagne came up and. LL Cool J was like He was like I have nothing bad To say about the guy He was like But the only thing I'll say is I don't like the way He treats people He was like I feel like he bullies them Yeah You know he's like And then not to be funny If anybody he certain stuff Into the ground He does But the funny thing too I watched I've been watching The Breakfast Club The last two weeks And it's been at least five callers calling in saying, hey, I got to get it off my chest. I don't like Charlemagne. I don't like the way he bully people or like when people call in if they're talking, mm-hmm. he will cut them off or he'll basically tell them they're wrong before they even finish their statement. And a lot of times when I'm re- watching this, I'm like, damn. But it's just like Stephen A. Smith and like somebody else said before, Stephen A. Smith, he gets paid to holler. Yeah. He gets paid to be loud and obnoxious. Which is very annoying. Yeah, he wouldn't have the money he had if he wasn't the person he was. But he was. He hasn't. I don't think he's. But Charlemagne is extreme. No, I don't think he has either. Like, but but if if it's what's getting ratings, you roll with it. With Charlemagne, 
I'm sure I'm pretty sure they probably said let's do don't care today one time and now don't care today is what it is. Yeah. So what I'm saying is Charlemagne may be this person, but it also when you go and you sit down in front of your, in front of your board of producers and you go sit down in front of that brainstorming team, they're going to tell you what people love and what mm-hmm. they work off of. Just like when I review my podcast, we get more listeners and more followers when we talk about sex. Exactly. Sex or relationships. Sex or relationships. We get more of it. So a lot of times I've even had people interview me on their podcast and they'll be like, you're like the relationship guru. No, I'm not. I don't even want to be seen as that. I'm not the love doctor. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Nothing in my life is perfect. So I don't want to portray that, but it's like people will put you in that box. And you know what I'm saying? And and I'm okay with that. And that's why when people come in, if that's what they want to talk about, Mm -hmm. we can talk about it. But I just don't want to ever be seen as, hey, this is Anthony Roberts, the podcast relationship Relationship, guru or whatever. So you would never refer to yourself as that being one of your titles. I'm not the love doctor, man. (laughs) I don't want the title of a love doctor. Even though you get all these requests for advice. I think it's just because I'm honest. Mm -hmm. And it's one of those things where it's, it's something that people... They don't know. I mean, a lot of people don't know how to be honest with themselves. That's a part of, like I said on another podcast, listening to a podcast about depression and the mental health podcast they were talking about. Mm -hmm. We lie to ourselves, and a lot of times when this is like going to to church because of society, because of religion, like you and people are scared to say what they really like. Me and you, how many times me and you literally sit up and we'll have a podcast? Well, a podcast. We'll have a conversation (laughs) about where we are in our relationship, and Mm -hmm. you'll tell me where you want to go. And I'll tell you where I want to go or where I think I'm going. Or even if it's something that I feel like, you know what? I really don't. I don't know. Yeah, sometimes just out of the blue is like all these deep conversations now that seem to keep coming up. And it's like, wow. What are coming up because. Yeah, we're both transitioning. Like we're, we're both over 30 yeah. now. And we're both. And I'm about like, to be 35. We started out six years ago in a totally different place. Because when we initially started out, I was. How old were you? I was 25, no, 26. And I was 29. Yeah. So when it started, we both, you were kind of transitioning from a marriage. I was, yeah, from divorce. Yeah, and from a divorce. I was Jeez, really I just, don't want people to think you was one of the married women because I no, didn't fuck you while you was married. That. Me and you was just friends. <laughs> yeah, I just exactly. want to make sure that's known because. Yeah, because a lot of times it gets and a lot of And a lot of people thought that I was a nigga who stole you yeah, from no, your marriage. No, no, and no. they was like, Trust no, we me. was just friends. Even you thought I was fucking everybody when you knew me oh, yeah. as a friend. Yeah, I did. So it's like people why motherfuckers gotta put me in that box I know I was going through something in my life because my mom had recently died you know and me and my or my ex-husband and I we had come to a a decision Mm -hmm. to just go ahead and call it quits because we both got married young and I kind of felt like my mom introduced me to my my husband at the time and I needed to figure out what my life would have been like if I made my own decisions so that's where I was when we first met. We both agreed it wasn't going to be anything serious or anything like that after when we did decide to move forward. And I didn't even have you any... You didn't want kids or but that's anything. The thing. I didn't even have any intentions of it getting to this point. Yeah, me either. I, like, norm, normally, like, if I see a girl or I know a girl, I can pretty much guarantee if I'm getting head or I'm fucking... So but what was your thought when you met I didn't me? have any of those. I was just like the... I, I was just, like the homie, right? Not to be, yeah, it was just like, you're a friend... <laughs> Because, you know, I'm the girl next door. Nobody ever expects me to come up. And that's why I took so much flack when we did start talking, because everybody was like, how did you even get to start talking to him like that? Like, like I wasn't like I was incapable of talking to you. But the funny thing about it is I've heard that my whole life. And in my mind, I think to myself and I've even told you this. I was like, I'm five, nine, five, ten, if I'm lucky. Mm -hmm. I have an average penis size. 
I dress pretty decent. Mm-hmm. I think I'm very well spoken and educated and not because of school standards. Yeah. But I was like, and, and I've even told you this, when I look in the mirror, if I had to rate myself from one to 10, mm-hmm. what have I said I am? You always give yourself like an eight. No. Less than that. I give you a yeah. You give me an eight. Yeah, I give you an eight. And you I give, give myself a five, a six, a five or six every and time. And I never understood that because when I first met you, I was like, but I just and I always, I've always <laughs> heard you, had, you give off that vibe, vibe yeah. and when I met you like you had just cut your hair off yeah. from the first time you had your so hair I had that. so you look like you was going. fresh off the boat I missed but that when shit. I tell you you walked around that corner you had your shirt tucked in your abs was right like your shoulders was like yeah but that's the thing about it is everybody and, was like who is this nigga <laughs> where but, he come but from but that's the point and I don't what even is he know, doing here but I don't even know why people view me like that that's what I'm saying like this is not being a humble thing this is like just wondering I remember the girl that I had sex with for the first time when she and she invited me she asked me to prom uh huh when she asked me to prom after it was over and we stopped talking she was like I didn't even think you would say yes Mm-hmm. And I was like, huh? And she's like, all the girls at school used to talk about you, whatever, whatever. And I was like, huh? And I got a little taste of that when I took you to my class reunion. I took you to oh, my... Oh, yeah. Was oh, it my, my God. I got ten, cornered in the... In was the, it? It was a 10-year. 10-year class reunion. I took you to mine. And you came out and you was like, yeah, I don't know. I got know. cornered in the restroom. She was like, I don't know who these girls are in the restroom. But they was like, <laughs> baby, you got you a good one, honey. How you manage that? And I'm like, y'all don't even know me. Because <laughs> that I, was the first... I think that yeah. was our first big uh, road trip together. Yeah, it was. Or whatever. Because I never really took anybody home. Yeah, and that was the other thing. They was like, oh, you must be special because he don't bring nobody back. Man, my even my first love, <laughs> it's so funny. Like, my, my first love when I moved to Dallas, I never took her home. She used That's to get crazy. fucking pissed off. And we were together four years. And I, the only time she came home is I met her before I moved to Dallas. And she came down and I had like a, somebody threw me like a going away party. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of another one of them parties where girls was everywhere. But, of course, it was whatever. Mm-hmm. And that night was crazy, too. That night was crazy because two of my exes showed up. You always had some exes in the mix. Like, they showed up, and so they did a video for me, like a going away video. Mm-hmm. Like pe- So they were inviting people into a room in my place, and they were getting my homeboy, and it was videotaped. Derek. Oh, okay. You know, we're not friends anymore, but Derek. He Stop had it. somebody doing the video. <laughs> and uh, somebody was doing a video or whatever like that, and they gave me the video, and when me and my girl got to Dallas, yeah, I, was I watching watched the video. it. So when I watched the video, it was like people, it was kind of like Martin's. Uh, yeah. Everything it goes back to Martin. It kind of was like Martin's video for his birthday, where it was like Shaq and Will mm-hmm. Smith and Jada Pink and uh, yeah. Oliver. So that's what it was. It was like people was just coming into that room saying, "Hey, Anthony, man, we're proud of you. You know, we know where you come from, and you're moving and going on to bigger and better things." And then it was like boom, 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 a couple people, and then I saw my ex, mm-hmm. and she was crying. Oh man! And then it went to another girl, and I was like, "What the fuck? Who?" Derek, so were you watching it with your girl at I was the watching time? it with her, yeah. Oh, okay. It was her and How her best friend. How did she feel about that? It was just like, who are these? She was just asking me, who are these people? Yeah. But the funny thing about moving, too, and we're totally off topic at this point, yeah. but it's okay. But when I first moved to be homesick, shout out to all the motherfuckers who are living and moved and uprooted themselves to move to another city yeah, or another to, state. Uh, Ron. Yeah, he shout out to the homie Ronald Major. He just, DC. yeah, which I, I definitely want to go to DC <laughs> myself. But up and moving is something man it's it's a different thing you automatically even if you got family around or friends around in a new place you feel lonely because it's not your home yeah you know what i'm saying so i'm a, i'm gonna go back and bring it and get back on track now what we did want to fucking talk about matter of fact we're gonna take a quick break <laughs> you know what i'm saying like they said i gotta drain the main vein oh, so we're gonna God. take a quick break again you're listening to the reality is where filter becomes extinct and we'll be right back Remember when y'all used to call me ugly? 
on me. So concerned with my weight, I'm more chucky than I am chubby. Confidence of a porn star, the day I cut the horns off. Took all my demons, threw them downhill in a buggy. Then I stood on top the hill and did the Millie Rock and Dougie. And we're back. <laughs> so I was on uh, I was on social media the other day and I sent you this text message, mm-hmm. but it was on Instagram, I think it was. And I came across this message. It says men. It, it should have said men, but it didn't say men. Mm-hmm. But it was talking to men. It said men respect the vagina that got wet for you when your wallet was dry. Mm-hmm. And you sent me a message saying I respect you. Yeah. And I and I I was thankful for the message, but then I thought about it and I was like, well, you got quite a few vaginas that. Say they've gotten wet for you, but they didn't know I was broke. See what I'm saying? That's true. Now it was times. I remember when I moved up here, and I had to stay with my mom for a little bit, and I was dating. And mm-hmm. the first thing I would lead with is, I live in my mom's house. Yeah. Like I wanted to cut all the sugar coating shit out. But you had you had a couple of people that didn't care. Well, not to be funny, nobody cared. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It wasn't a couple. I never had a one. Okay, well, I think go ahead was, and flex. I, I think it was the. I think it was really <laughs> more just, honestly. It was just more so the fact that I was honest. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, that honesty, man, it's like a double edged sword. Cause it it's is. Like you want somebody to be honest, but then it's like the more honest you are, and it seems like the harder it is to get you. That's what makes people want you. Can we more. be real for a minute? Go right ahead. We you I, you asked me something the other day, didn't you? Mm-hmm. I think in the last couple of days we just like you said we just been having a lot of real conversations, yeah. and you asked me, "What did you ask me?" Which I think we time? even I think we even got to a point where over the last week I asked you I said, "Do you see yourself marrying me right now?" Yeah, and you said yes, even though I don't want to get married. Right? Yeah, and you said but yes. No, it wasn't marriage. You said I could could I be with you for the rest of my life? That's and I, I could, said. but I don't want like marriage, like the institution yeah. of yeah. And then you asked me, and I said I don't know. Yeah. And then it was another time where we talked, and what did you say? Was this the time? Are we? How real are we going? Like, <laughs> I want to be as real as possible, as real as you're comfortable with. Okay, because because I don't remember on the podcast. Sometimes when I talk, I don't tell your stories. Yeah, you can't tell my story. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I don't even try. Yeah, I may give a scenario, but if we are on the podcast and we're talking about us, yeah. I, how honest do you want to be? That's the question. Well, I'm trying to figure out which question you're talking about. Are you talking about the question that I asked you that involved other people or? I think so, yeah. Okay, when I asked you, had you messed around since we've been together? No, that ain't what you asked. Not that one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, my God. That was the question. Not that one. Okay. You asked me. And that me, was based on the conversations that we've been having lately. Yeah. Because that's how real we've gotten. Yeah, it's very true. Yes. And then you asked me, you was like, if if you cheated on me. Now, this, this oh, yes. One, this, you this, che- this is oh, a good God. question. Because you said, if this you cheated on me, you was like, would you tell me? Because I just need to know. I was like, oh, no. You was and that was different for me. Yeah, because normally I'd be like, yes. Yes, I would tell you. And hands down, you would tell me. Yeah. And I've always trusted you to be that yeah. person to tell me. Yeah. So when you said that, yeah, 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 it yeah. kind of made me dial things back a bit yeah. in my mind. Because yeah. I'm like, if you're at this place where you don't know if you would be honest enough to yeah. tell me. Because even outside of us being together, even outside of us being together in a relationship, I would want to know that because I can't imagine myself coming behind somebody else or just for my own well-being yeah yeah i would want to know and that's crazy with the well-being thing that you say because it goes back to me telling you a story recently about a homegirl yeah now this was back in the day go ahead go, go ahead. ahead no you was about to say something no, go ahead. this story I, I, proves I'm not gonna forget. my point that's what i'm saying that's what I, that's what, perfect ahead. segue <laughs> teamwork 
Let's blow it up. That blow it up. There you go. All right. So as you know, we just fist pounded and blew it up. Corny as shit fucking ever, but it's Sunday and I fucking feel good. So when you were talking about that, it made me go back and think about a friend that I messed with years ago mm-hmm. before you, you know, and when at the time that you went through my phone one time, I think you saw her in my phone as Superhead. No, and I didn't go through your phone that time. The messages popped up. Okay. Your phone. Okay. I wasn't going through phones. But I'm pretty sure when you saw that pop up, that was danger. I was like, ooh, because I was intrigued. Yeah. And then I'm an old school <laughs> nigga, so you know too, because I. If you give a nickname, that means something. A nickname, and also, you know, I do the star yeah, system. Yeah, you have the star rating, which is why I always met chick to see where my stars are. Yeah. I've, I've maintained my star level. Yeah. <laughs> And people are probably like, what the fuck? This bitch tripping. No, this shit was happening before her. So my phone has already been, it's been oh, this yeah. way for years. Yeah. It is a star rating. And I rated you from the first time I met you. Yeah. So I do a five star rating and you were at a, what were you? A I four? was at a four. And that's before I even had sex with you. Yeah. And I maintained. Because I was like, you are a quality woman and you always have, uh, you know, you surprise me sometimes. But let's get back to the story. The story to, to <laughs> I help. I surprised you how? I, I'll go back to that because I'm going to forget. Okay. The story that we were talking about when you asked me about if I would tell you if I was cheating to protect yourself from disease and yes. any other surprises. So then when you said that, I was like, damn, that do make sense because it took me back to a girl that, I, you know, I told you, the superhead. I got a couple of blowjobs from her that were amazing. Mm-hmm. And when we got a little more serious, she was like, she wanted to have sex with me. Mm-hmm. But Quite when naturally. She, but when she wanted to have sex with me, before she did, she said, "My, I used to be married and I have a son. And I was like, that's cool. No big deal. Shit. The blowjobs are so amazing. I'm, 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 I'm willing to make this concession. I'm going to make, yeah, yeah. I don't <laughs> fuck with women with kids, but... Huh. Biggie hit the head right Biggie the head night. Like I didn't know what that nigga was meaning When he when he sung <laughs> that And I was listening at 13 But I, I soon after figured it out mm-hmm. So I was like I'll be there and Then the next kicker was My husband cheated on me That's why we got a divorce But when he cheated on me He gave me herpes My god And I was like wow And she's like but I care about you So I wanted to tell you before you go there and she explained the whole thing and she's like well you know um, herpes is something that you can't get rid of as I already knew and she was like um, it can you, it, it makes having babies or makes pregnancies hard because the baby could come out blind depending on how bad therapies is mm-hmm. and but then she went on to say well you also don't have breakouts as much if you're not stressed and if you're not you know just selling you the just whole, selling you, yeah. yeah but when she said not stressed I was like well I, I at that time I was I was like 25 26 and I was like I mean I'm pretty fresh in the adulthood but I don't know many adults that ain't stressed from the day-to-day bills and yeah. gas and how you gonna eat my life is pretty damn awesome, yeah. but I still get That's stressed. what I'm saying. So I was like, <laughs> if this all you hanging on is that, yeah, you know. And I just told her, I was like, I can't do it. I was like, you're a great woman. Mm-hmm. Whatever the case may be, I was like, but I'm not going to be able to do it. But, I, you know, recent years, we're still friends. And I asked her a couple weeks ago when we were talking, I was like, did you tell every guy that you had sex with that you had herpes? And mm-hmm. she's like, no. And I was like, what the fuck? Why wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Why, see, why wouldn't you give? Reaction. That's what I'm saying. Why wouldn't you give a man agency over his body to mm-hmm. make that decision? Just like you gave me. I know you cared for me enough to tell me, but you gave me agency to decide to go yay or nay. Mm-hmm. 
And I think that's no more than right. So that's, that goes back to my question, and that's why I was so amazed by your answer. So has your answer changed based on thinking about that, or no, are you still, still in the same the place? I'm still like, I don't know. Just, you don't know if and you only, would. I, I think the only reason niggas would even say that, okay, if you want to say that, that you would tell your girl, that's cool. Mm-hmm. But, I honestly, truly think you should. But what I'm saying is, the way niggas think, mm-hmm. when women wonder, this is going to be, this ain't Steve Harvey shit. Mm-hmm. When women wonder why this nigga didn't tell me, I'm going to tell you what niggas is thinking. Mm-hmm. Being a man who has cheated before, mm-hmm. niggas are thinking, if I tell her, I don't want to hurt her, or how bad is she going to take it? Then we have to rationalize and be like, how much do I want this relationship still? Because you can't guarantee. I'd rather you hurt me with I know, the truth. I understand that. Yeah, and that's true. I get that. And I guess I just held you to a higher standard because you are so honest, honest and yeah. forthcoming. I it's get like that. when you said that, I was like, well, damn. And I've told you everything before. Yeah. So I do get that. And so- <laughs> it, it just, it, honestly, it recently kind of changed after watching, I forgot what the fuck I was watching, but I was watching a TV show. Mm-hmm. And I just saw how small it was. When he cheated, meaning like it was just a random girl, he fucked her, he came back home. Listen, listen, listen though. And he came back home and he felt bad and he later told her. Mm -hmm. And it was like the whole family was blown up. Mm -hmm. But he was a good man. What the fuck movie was that? It's on Hulu. And it's like it literally blew his shit up and it was kind of like, yeah, but that's the risk that you take when you do it. And so you shouldn't want to. That's very, very, very true. And I think even good men, even good men Uh and even bad men. The hardest thing to fucking do is to think that having sex with one person for the rest of your life is it. I know. Sex is small in certain lights, but it depends on how important it is to that person. Yeah. And I, I literally just told you the other day, I was like, I don't know if I can have sex with you or any woman for the rest of my life and just know that that's it. Yeah, now, the rest a, of my life, truth moment. Now, now, the rest of my life may be 10 years. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or I could be 75. Who knows? And then in response to that, my truth moment was, so are you really willing to give up everything that we've built together, everything that we've both invested in each other just because you want to go fuck somebody else just for a new feeling? It's not really just like a new no, feeling. I'm just, well, a new feeling or to satisfy your sexual, like your hypersexuality or... But I think if men are honest with themselves before, as, as adults... I had a conversation with a homeboy the other day and he hit me up and he was like, man, I've been out in these streets and he was like, I'm thinking about settling down. Mm-hmm. And I think he like 28 and he's like, bro, it's just, he's like, how much, how much meaningless sex am I supposed to have? And he's like, how much, how much fucking am I supposed to do before I'm like, I'm, what more is it? Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, I'm tired of the feeling of having sex with a girl and then having to make her leave or wanting her to leave, but she wants to stay because she likes me more than I like her. Mm-hmm. Or doing random shit to fuck a girl when he was like, I could have just jacked off and I would have had that feeling. Or having that feeling of having sex with a person and then looking at him like, man, why I do this? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, dudes just think differently. Things shit just, shit changes shit. I mean, I just think you if just you're going to do something, you know in your mind that it's a possibility that you're risking everything else oh, that you have. Oh, of course, have. man. So we always I feel know. Like, we and always I also know. feel like by the same token if you're in a relationship that you've been able to be honest in you shouldn't hesitate to continue to be honest because when you start hesitating that causes the that triggers something yeah. within the other person yeah 
Oh, I know it triggers someone when I said it to you. That's good. I'm but, sure you. But the thing about me is. <laughs> you don't really care. I, I mean. <laughs> You're the brody ass motherfucker. <laughs> don't care at all. I do care. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I do care. I mean, we wouldn't be here six years if I didn't care. So. Enough about that. On to the next topic. I did want to talk about, um, you know, a couple of people here in Dallas. You know, they started hitting me up and it was like, hey, y'all got the Martin Trivia on the 28th, right? And I was like, yeah. Great idea. We yeah. should collab. No, I'm not. Not but before them. Before <laughs> oh, them. okay. But I'm just saying, people <laughs> have been hitting me up literally on Facebook and just texting me. And it was like, hey, so did y'all move the date? You <laughs> know, and I'm like. tickets were sold out. Yeah, and I'm like, what, what you mean did we move the date? And it was like, check this out. Yeah. And then you sent it to me. Yeah. And then it was somebody that was doing urban trivia. Yeah. Now, when I saw this, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, they were stealing the Martin Trivia Live concept that we have with Republican Company out of Chicago mm-hmm. and using it for their own. And these now, were the same people that reached out to us. Like, the same day that we announced our event, they were like, oh, this is a great idea. We should collaborate on future projects if you're interested. Yeah. And we even replied yeah. and I said. Opened, I opened the entertainment. Yeah, we even replied and said, um, you know, we'll be in touch. But we've been so busy putting this together that we hadn't had a chance to reach out to even think about Uh, other events. Yeah, we'll talk about that uh, later. (laughs) But we hadn't had a chance to even, you know, send the initial email to think about another event. But lo and behold, I got a, a screenshot one day. And it shows this event and and to show you how bad they wanted it, like they not only copied the concept, they went so far to copy like the 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 description. Yes. They paraphrased the description of the event. And it was horrible. Very horrible. Nobody spell checked it. Now, Nobody... they, didn't, they didn't want to steal totally from Republican Company and our concept of taking like Martin Trivia, but they added uh, what's that well, motherfucking the karate guy name? Dragonfly, Dragonfly Jones. Jones. They had a Dragonfly Jones Change to their logo. Changed the urban trivia. Still has some of the same concepts in their uh, flyer. And then with their concept, like you started out saying, you think you know Martin? But do what, you really know do Martin? You, and they was like, do you think you know urban trivia? Or do you really know? And then they yeah, do you said, know some, how many Wayne's brothers? Yeah, not, not Wayne's brothers. <laughs> The Wayne's the brothers. Wayne, who is the Wayne's brother? Not W-A-Y-A-N-S. I don't even know if this urban trivia is going to be correct. Uh, I, I wouldn't even waste. And that's the other thing. I looked at, when sh- I saw Wayne's, I thought it said one yay, like the nigga <laughs> from Boys the Men. Like they had a lot of misspelled words. The verbiage was all fucking They're wrong. They're charging for this event. Charging for the event. They put it, what is it? Two, no, uh, they put it on the 20th. Ours is on the 28th. So they tried to speed it up to yeah. make it look like they were coming out with it first. Like, and, I, and I ain't bragging or nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? We got 400 on the list is guaranteed just coming in the Martin Trivia with about over 2,500 on the wait list. Mm-hmm. We ain't bragging. No. And we didn't mind or working or helping him Not at all. do what he did. Because we was like, hey, you got some dope concepts. We looked at your shit. We're going to do That's it. That's the thing. But, <laughs> but to, to, I, I am glad to see that only six people as RSVP to go to his shit. <laughs> And 30 interested in five maybes. <laughs> man, I'm not bragging. I'm very humble, man. But when you're going to steal somebody's shit, Please that means like the shit. devil. I'm not, a, I'm not a biblical or spiritual person, but since this Sunday, I'm going to say this. The devil meant it for bad, but. God meant it for good. You goddamn right. I'm done. I open entertainment, man. God bless Shout y'all. Shout out to you. And I ain't got shit bad to say about you, but I, you don't have to that poach. That was shady as fuck. You don't have to poach us. 
I mean, you could just come to us and we can work together. Yeah, or just give it some time. Yeah. And even if it was taking too long, you yeah. could have reached back out. You, you know could have said, let me, "Let me show you how honest and 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 I'm gonna show you how honest and okay I'm with this." If you are looking for a silent party, what is a silent party, Artesia? Well, you know what? To be honest, I don't think I think that was a bite off too. I don't know, but let's let's still promote that. <laughs> We're gonna do the right thing. <laughs> okay. So the silent party is, you know, everybody comes together, they have their headphones, everybody's listening to something different, dancing. It's a really cute concept that I first learned about in D.C., actually, yeah. which I tried to get you to go to yeah. when we were in D.C. Exactly. You was like, I ain't going to that. Yeah, no, I wanted to do it. It's a fun concept. <laughs> you have these little funky headsets on. It's kind of neat. And they have a DJ there. Nobody, I mean, you'll be interacting with people, mm-hmm. but you'll have a headset on listening to the same music and you'll just be dancing yeah. to the music in your head along with your friends. So it's like a party in your head a and it's like, a party of people outside else. exactly yeah. so and it has different colors so you know if you got blue you may be listening to hip hop red mm-hmm. is country whatever but you're interacting so if I walked into the party everybody would just be dancing and I wouldn't hear anything exactly excuse me my god it wasn't gonna be silent anyway it's a podcast it's not CNN radio <laughs> it's not NPR and I don't wanna be on none of them motherfuckers anyway so <laughs> this is our promotion didn't that sound like a dope concept? It did. Well, if you're looking for that, go to I Open Entertainment on Facebook and them boys will take care of you because they do that. I Open Entertainment. Yeah, I still do other shady shit. See, I'm not going to. I'm trying to be positive. You're fucking with my positive I'm vibe. I'm sorry. I Open Entertainment, man, where all your party needs can be met. Bing. <laughs> all right. So get that coal out of your chest. <laughs> get, get it out of your chest. So I wanted to say thank you to um, the big homie, man. Uh, Mr. Anonymous for my marijuana finesse oh episode one forty. I love him. Yeah. First of all, you know I love accents. I yeah. was faking accents back in my flight attendant days. Yeah. But when I heard his, I was just like, ooh, yes. Yeah. So he's a real cool dude, man. Thanks for coming through. Thanks for talking a little bit about the weed game. We definitely got to talk more about it because we literally just kind of did this one that, off the cuff. And that's what yeah. I love. I love when you, you know, so many people look at folks and judge them just by what they're doing well, yeah. or what they're caught up in yeah. but it was so much more information than that yeah and he like he said he felt like with weed he was like I'm not a dealer yeah you know what I'm saying I'm giving them the best product they can get for the best price they can and get I will say and that's that, more than you can say about the fucking government yeah and I will say that my views have changed mm-hmm. a little bit just being around you and your experience with Bell's palsy and how it helps you because yeah. I you know I was firmly against don't anything be a, don't be a dope head no 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 I don't want you to but wanna, you I don't also, want you to progress from marijuana to crack cocaine I was like it's a gay wager <laughs> I don't want you sucking dick on the corner for coke <laughs> But that's just because of my own, you know, my background with my family. Because my family has had major struggles with drug issues and things like that. So I've always been firmly against anything drug related. No, I did. I did. I I did because, I mean, it helped me with Bell's palsy. Some of the side effects that were great. Um, When I smoked marijuana, I had more weight in my dick. Yeah. My dick seemed bigger to me. (laughs) 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 So, you know, marijuana. That was a really good side effect. It was. Like, I was like, damn, I got some weight in my dick. Like, where's all this weight coming from? I'm 34. I know this motherfucker ain't growing still. So, yeah, amazing. But no, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just saying, so now my views have changed because I've always been firmly against that. Even when I got to the point where I was buying a bottle of wine every week, I stopped because I was like, oh, my God. You don't want to feel like you're forming a habit. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how I've always been. Cam Newton, man. Um, 
made some statements this week when a white lady with blonde hair and blue eyes asked him a question in reference. Lady. Yeah, uh, asked him a question, and, and I don't give a fuck who got something to say about race because this is what the fuck it is. So she asked him a question in reference to what he thought about route running and a player, mm-hmm. and he responded, route. He's like, route running. And he kind of laughed. Maybe he I must look childlike. Yeah, maybe I'll insert the clip in around this part. But he, he, you know, he talked about it. and He was like route running, and he went on to speak about it. And he was like, "It's funny to hear a female uh, talk about route route running." Well, in white media, in 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 just in this America right now, two things he did wrong. He said female because women that I heard in the feminist movement don't like to be called female; they are women. And um, he sarcastically, seemingly responded to a white woman. And we know those are things that you just can't do as a black man in America on TV. Yeah, regardless of how far you've made it yeah. in life. But the funny thing about it is um, I felt the same way as Cam Newton. I mean, I've talked to several homegirls before, black, white, and Hispanic. Mm-hmm. And if any woman comes to me talking sports, if she knows what a first down mm-hmm. is and on a fourth down you get a turnover and if one team intercepts it, it's their balls, uh, it's the other team's ball. If they know what a field goal mm-hmm. is three points and a touchdown is six and uh, an extra point is one to make it seven. If a woman starts talking to me about shit like that mm-hmm. when it comes to sports and she can name the running back, a tight end, or a defensive end, mm-hmm. or an offensive mm-hmm. lineman, then I'm going to be fucking surprised. Exactly. I'm surprised when fucking women drink beer, especially yeah. black women, because I- it's the stereotype that here, unless you're white, black women ain't drinking beers. Yeah, and it's quite a few guys that are surprised by the fact that I that smoke you know, cigars yeah. with you. And or that I you know, know sports. sports. Or I'm okay with watching yeah. sports. You tell me all the time about niggas hitting on you because they like, damn, you sports? It's just a fucking surprise. It, is. it doesn't think- matter that she was a fucking... It, it, it doesn't matter that she's a white woman. It did matter that she was a woman because even it's a stereotype that women don't like football and they mm-hmm. get tired of their husbands and boyfriends watching football every mm-hmm. fucking weekend all goddamn day. And I think my when I was telling you the other day that my friend made a great example um, because he was saying, you know, it is a surprise and it is something that's refreshing when you hear it. Yeah. And he was saying how he can't, he doesn't, I mean, he's lost count of how many people has that have come over to his house and commented, women included, commented, um, did you have a woman to decorate this house for yeah. you? Because a man that is able to put together certain things or dress a certain yeah. way, or that's that's he refreshing too. Woman, yeah. Or they so feel like he, because I've had is, that. Is that not the same? Yeah, because I've had people, they'll come over here and they'll be like, did your girl do this? And I'm like, yeah. no. When you met me, that was one thing that drew to you to me. Yeah. For the most part, I keep my car clean. Well, you know, not so much now because I'm busier than normal, but, yeah. you know, I like things clean. You yeah. came over this weekend and, and you were like, hey, I'm going to do this this morning. And you came home and the house was spotless. Yeah. Like everything in its place, no laundry, towels in its place, yeah. closet clean, your clothes where they're like, supposed to be. What did you have up in here while I was gone? Yeah. You would have been like, get your shit and go. Yeah. <laughs> but no. I'm done. <laughs> but um, what I also was going to say is it just goes to show how you always say, watch how hard you judge somebody. Yeah. Because she went in on him and like, how he made her feel. Yeah. And society went in on him and social media and all these things like mm-hmm. that. But then somebody dug back through her past and found all these racist tweets that she had been sending out before. And so it's like, okay, which one, which one are we going to go with? So every, while everybody was focusing on sexism, racism should have been an issue too, if that yeah. was the case. And one thing I like that Michelle Beadle on um, Sports Nation on ESPN said, mm-hmm. she said, not being, and this is a white woman, she's like, not being stereotypical. She's like, but it's always white men telling women and black people mm-hmm. what to think and how to feel. Exactly. 
if you could give me a um, hypothetical um, dreaming in my dreams past to fuck Michelle Beadle. You would? To her knees. I would for that statement. To her knees. Because <laughs> I was just talking to a friend before and I said that same thing. Mm-hmm. And she was like, why you got to bring race into it? It's not about race. I said, it is about race. It's always about fucking always. race when it ain't about race. Yeah. It's always about race mm-hmm. when it's not about race. Yep. Earlier this week, I was watching a live stream of Michelle Obama and Shonda Rhimes, the conversation that they had at the Pennsylvania Women's Conference. And that was the one of one of the things they were talking about was having a black people having a seat at the table and companies really opening up diversity, not saying that you're diverse on paper, but actually giving other minorities a chance to sit at the table. Because when you think about it, if you're the only one that's making those decisions and everybody at the table looks like you, you've never lived some of the problems that you're making decisions on. Mm -hmm. Then what, what difference is it going to be? This is what I would tell all white people. When you think that it's equal, when you think that black people have enough equality, when you think that you're paying us enough, when you think that you are allowing us to do what you think you're allowing us to do, until black people are in positions of mm-hmm. power to make those decisions, not just because we have a black president, it was still, uh, I'm, I'm just going to hypothetically throw out there, it may be 500 people in that whole cabinet, which is not, because mm-hmm. I think it's like 36 here and something here and there. But let's just say, let's just say it's 60 people in the cabinet of the government. Mm-hmm. Maybe three to five are black. Until that, is more diversified with mm-hmm. Asians, Hispanics, more women, blacks, men. whites, women, men, lesbians, transgender, until positions like that on down from Fortune 500 corporations where mm-hmm. a CFO is a white woman or a black woman or a Hispanic woman or an Asian woman or males of all those uh, races as well. Man, this shit ain't gonna never be right because and even a black, if it is, you're gonna have yeah all these because what yeah. kind of black person, what kind of white person, yeah. what kind like you never know. What was that thing we were talking about? Something we saw in the news the other day it was a black woman calling for. No, I said, I said that poor white people have more power. Oh yeah, than black people with yeah. money. That was because, with the recent hurricane. Yeah, they're protesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and it's like if a white trailer trash person. <laughs> Complains is going to be more than what I say. Yeah, and then when so you think about black you women, yeah. we're like the lowest, the lowest. absolute lowest yeah. on the totem pole. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so Columbus Day is coming up. Uh, it's one of my favorite uh, lying ass white people's holidays. Columbus Day means nothing more than less traffic and sales for me. If any of y'all motherfuckers that are my friends post Happy Columbus Day. <laughs> Unfriend me, but I was thankful for white people. We still friends, and I love you. But y'all know (laughs) that motherfucking Christopher Columbus did not discover this motherfucker. He stole. He stole it. (laughs) They massacred the the, the Native Americans, and the Native Americans were already here. Mm -hmm. Historical facts. That's a part of the American tradition. But this is what people have to understand: white people, you're not your forefathers. You don't have to be racist. And if you're if, if you feel like you're not racist, you still don't have to be ignorant to the issues exactly. and social oppressions for other races. Just like we are concerned about things that bother you or worry you, mm-hmm. you need to be concerned about people Open below you. Up. That's like me. And the same thing goes for the middle class, not just white people and not just rich people, but even black people like myself or other middle class people. As bad as you think you may have it, some of us saying we're living paycheck to paycheck. Some of some people out here living no check to no check. Mm-hmm. 
true. We complaining about. I go and complain about groceries when I got a bill of like 150, but at least I got a fucking 150 to spend. Exactly. This, and I'm so glad you finally got to this point because I felt like I was always trying to say, at least you have it to cover yeah. yourself. Even if you're broke, if you mm-hmm. are able to pay all your motherfucking bills mm-hmm. and at the end of payday, all you got is $25 and you like, fuck. But you pay. You still all got all, care of all your, your motherfucking bills paid. Yeah. And I guarantee you at least one or two or three or four of them bills ain't even needs. Mm-hmm. They wants. Exactly. Shut the fuck up. And, and, and just know you blessed man be sure to keep up with all things the reality is by going to www.therealityis.com that's T-H-A also follow us at the reality is on Twitter Instagram Anchor Facebook you can also listen to previous podcasts on Apple Podcasts Stitcher Radio Google Play SoundCloud Player.fm Listen Notes and more and if you would like to be a guest on the show or would like us to answer one of your questions from our perspective be sure to email us at info at the reality or call and leave us a message. Keep going, nigga. You gotta keep reading. I mean, 469 351 9681. And we'll be sure to answer that question on an upcoming episode. And last but not least, be sure to leave us a rating or review on any platform you listen to. We don't care if it's a good review, we don't care if it's a bad review. We just want to hear from you. No, you don't get to say no. You don't get to say my part. I thought we were doing teamwork here. Nah, my nigga, you don't get to say my part. You create no. You you create your own shit, (laughs) and then you come up with that. I worked hard for that. Okay, so can we say it together? No, that's cheesy as shit. It's already. (laughs) I mean, we already on here reading, splitting shit. (laughs) I ain't saying that shit at the same time. It's teamwork. All right, I'm gonna say it. I'm. I want the listeners to comment on this podcast episode how corny this shit is. One, two, three. Always remember, remember to, to inhale courage, courage to, exhale. to exhale success. You fucked me. No, up. I didn't. Always remember to inhale inhale courage to exhale success. In her, are you talking like uh, Medea? In her. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see y'all next week, man. Father God, Father God, I just want to live life. Life. Lamborghini loud pipes. Lamborghini. Remember all the trial nights. Trial. Pull up in the poultry guys. Hundred thousand on me, yikes. Yikes. Shot it was sucking too sloppy. She was too sloppy. I had to roll the dice. They think that I'm Luminati because of my profit. Pull up in poultry guys. You had a nigga that's popping. Huh? You got nothing, bitch. You ain't do it. Bitch. Traveling across the country. I can get money. Say you get who or not. Cool, make a bitch get a crew. Right. You was a bitch and your crew's a dice. I was born to be what I'm going to be. The raindrops on me like a storm on me. He lick at my trunk, but I'm on it. Huh? The devil keep trying to come conquer me. Smoking OG in a font to lose. Dropping the deuce in a pure leaf deuce. I don't got time for no fool. Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC. Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's 
got what it takes and whose dream ends here. Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC.